Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning is an original Calgarian, born and raised. Oh, you're supposed to say the OG. That's your part. <laughs> He's the OG. Hish Metwali is the owner and president of Pipe Fiction Oilfield Supply, which specializes in new and used pipe and equipment. After working for 20 years as an engineer in oil and gas, he recognized a gap in what suppliers were offering and started Pipe Fiction in 2017. Hish is here with this morning with us to tell us how his company stands out from the rest, from the competition. Good morning, Hish. Good morning, David. Good morning, Tara. Good morning, good morning. Good morning Before you start, you know, I know you have the right to ask the first question, but I have something to share. Please do. So, Hish, I was fascinated by a certain section of your bio, and I want to quote, married to golf first <laughs> and his lovely wife second. How did you do that? I'm from 40 years trying to explain to my wife that Maccabi Haifa, I met her at age age eight, that's my soccer team, and I met my wife only when I was 21. How do you, you should have a, you know, a workshop for guys, how you make that happen. Tara, you can ask your question now. (laughs) Well, maybe let's let Hish answer. (laughs) Well, um, that's a tough one. But since my wife is right here, it's because I have such an amazing, lovely wife. Yes, you do. I've uh, learned to, uh, you know, there's a good work-life balance. And part of my work is golf. So I've learned to uh, make that work-life balance uh, matter and, uh, you know, bend over backwards for everything else that uh, she requires. So... Uh, and we, that's what we like to hear. Thank you, Hish. Okay, so let's, David inferred about this, but let's talk about the name, Pipe Fiction. So where did that come from? Well, um, obviously, um, with uh, the name and the logo, um, you could tell that my one of my favorite movies growing up was uh, Pulp Fiction. It was kind of one of those cult classics from, I believe, I was 18 when I first saw it, and I've probably seen it over 30 times. Um, but yeah, just one of my favorite movies. And then I felt, uh, you know, from the marketing side of things, if you leave them with an impression of something they're going to remember, and most people, kind of our generation, all remember that movie as one of the, you know, best movies they've probably seen. No so, doubt. Um, yeah, so I just wanted to give them something um, that would work with the name. I mean, Pulp to Pipe was pretty easy, and it, the transition made it easy, and then a lot of people remember it. Uh, they always know the name, so it was just wanting to be able to have something that they would remember and not just have, you know, another generic name, you know, like Hish Enterprises or something like that. So, <laughs> it's very so, so every time there's a tough time in economy, you watch the movie and, <laughs> yeah, get, inspired, and get inspired again. It, it gives me inspiration to, you know, really dig deep and do whatever it takes to uh, make it to the top. So, you know, don't make me send jewels after you. <laughs> so let's talk about that, that, that transition, right? When you were working as an engineer, you were in that industry and then you're like, hmm, I see an opportunity here. I'm going to make a shift. Tell me about how that happened and why. Yeah, well, I spent over 18 years working as an engineer um, from when I graduated from uh, University of Calgary, went straight into the oil and gas industry. Um, To be honest, I was probably never passionate about being an engineer. I kind of did what I needed to do um, to 
make it work. Um, make parents happy. <laughs> make parents happy. Uh, yeah, they never pushed me to be an engineer, but I didn't really know what else to do. So, um, but yeah, I really enjoyed my working um, as an engineer. I worked for probably about five or six companies, um, uh, doing various things from uh, production engineering to reservoir to facilities. But uh, yeah, I was never really passionate about it. And um, I noticed as an engineer that, uh, you know, sell, different salespeople would ask me about, um, you know, my used pipe and equipment. And mostly I didn't really uh, think too much of it. Uh, you know, we were used to, when times were good, we're used to always buying new equipment, new pipe. We didn't really think of the used side of things. But nowadays with a lot more green initiatives coming on, um, there's a lot more push to recycle. There's a ton of uh, equipment and pipe out there. So, you know, uh, we made a, um, made it work. So, you know, we started out by just selling, um, like basically used pipe just right to farmers and welders. Um, they would make cattle guards, gates out of it or fences and all that. Um, and then, yeah, we established, we could, uh, reinspect it, uh, turn it into yellow band pipe, which, uh, basically is reusable by industry for downhole use. And so we just, uh, yeah, found a niche that people were looking for a cheaper alternative with uh, yellow band pipe and, uh, used equipment, uh, refurbished equipment. So, Our guest this morning is Hish Metwali, owner and president of Pipe Fiction uh, Oil Supply. So, uh, Hish, it's what you told us is the end result, what you sell. But uh, moving from, you know, working for an, an, an industry and then working in a corporate environment into becoming an entrepreneur, that's a big change. Yeah, it definitely was. <laughs> so how does this transition go? Uh, the transition was tough. How many nights did you sleep uh, in the first year? <laughs> it depends how many nights I looked at my bank account. Uh, um, yeah, it was a definitely a difficult transition from, you know, being an employee and uh, getting a consistent salary every month. So um, it kind of made you have to, like, dig deep and grind and figure out ways to uh, um, figure out ways to, you know, try and make some money. And um Yeah, I don't know. When your back's against the wall, you figure out, you know, you can, um, uh, you figure out different ways to do things. And when you start on that entrepreneurship route, um, it really makes you think about other ways to uh, do things. Um, you know, you're thinking outside of the box on um, what you can do better to make this work. And so, yeah, like say with part of the gaps I saw in the industry is that not many uh, engineers were using uh, a lot of the um old surplus equipment and all that. And so there was that market for that to uh, help save money and make everybody, uh, you know, win-win on both sides. So There are a lot of people who have ideas about what they want to do, how things can be better, but there aren't a lot of people who take action and actually take that first step and do it. So what have you learned about yourself as an entrepreneur? Well, I learned, I mean... Way back as an engineer, I'd always wanted to be part of a startup company, and, but I didn't know how to do it. And yeah, taking that uh, first step is the toughest part. I mean, it's not easy being an entrepreneur. Um, it's pretty easy just, you know, clock in, clock out. But um, yeah, taking those steps to be... Uh, be your own boss. <laughs> to be your own boss, it's nice. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. uh, it's almost a sense of relief when you can make it happen because, you know, you're not... feeling like somebody's hovering over top of you and making sure you get this done and this done. Um, you have to really focus and work hard to realize that, you know, if I don't do this, you know, it's not going to get done. Nobody else is going to pick up the slack for me. So it's a different transition for sure to be your own boss and uh, run your own company than uh, working with, um, you know, another, you know, established company. So. Well, and you could have taken the easy route and gone right back into oil and gas. So what was it that... 
made you dig deep and say, no, no, I'm sticking with this? Well, I really like part of it was, I guess, as I said, I wasn't passionate about being an engineer Mm -hmm. where I could still take everything I learned and my experience over the 20 years to um, apply it towards this. I mean, it's directly related. I'm working with engineers now. Um, But it was just that, um, you know, passion about doing something that I love, um, more of a people person. I enjoy getting out there. Um, part of what we do as a company is we uh, do like fun events, like uh, we have a golf league with over 200 people in the golf league. And so bringing people together where it's an opportunity to meet uh, different people, uh, different ways by, you know, a two-man golf league where you're competing against two other people. And for a lot of people, they have never really competed in an event, but we're also bringing a fun aspect to the workplace where we can go out and have fun with a client and your salesperson um, and compete against two others who, you know, both the client and the salesperson would love to meet the other people. Mm-hmm. And then they turn it into a fun day of, uh, you know, a golf and competition where um, kind of takes away from the regular stresses of day-to-day life. So. so in your heart, you're not an engineer, you're a salesperson. <laughs> well, I'm an analytical thinker in, in heart. Uh, but, uh, BS. Um, what, you told, uh, what you just described is sales. <laughs> yes. Uh, Which I mean, can be I analytical. Have, yeah, well, I do have a passion for people, So, but it's uh, nice to be able to apply what, you know, I do know from, you know, my previous experience to this. And part of uh, what could make us successful is that We've been on the other side, so we understand what uh, the engineer or the uh, uh, oil and gas client wants. Mm-hmm. So I can apply that. Well, as an engineer, I didn't like that. So I can take the steps to provide for them what they want versus, you know, what most salespeople think they would need or want. So. We're with Hish Metwale, the owner and president of Pipe Fiction Oil Supply. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to find out more about what makes his company unique. And we also want to take a moment to thank our sponsor, Calgary Economic Development. We'll be right back. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Hishmet Wally, the owner and president of Pipe Fiction Oil Supply. And so we want to get back to your company and why, what makes it different from other companies that would supply the pipe. Well, what makes us different is uh, we're a small kind of um, home-based uh, company. Um, one of our biggest strengths is we try to provide like a boutique service of providing, say, mill direct pricing on the uh, pipe side right to the client. Um, we're trying to kind of cut out the middlemen and you know not bring a whole bo- a lot of that overhead. So we're trying to focus on you know um, basically. Um, bring in, uh, you know, the cheapest prices right to the client um, through uh, just going right direct to the mill. So, um, and then we uh, do offer uh, multiple different options. We try to provide the best options for our clients by, you know, giving them new direct uh, mill uh, options, or we'll also look at used uh, surplus uh, options from what we can find here. But um, basically we'll go uh, above and beyond to, 
uh, help our client with, uh, you know, the best uh, uh, option for their needs. Do you find most people, most companies are looking for used or are they going for new? What are they looking for? Well, I think uh, nowadays with uh, our big initiative on recycling and, uh, you know, green energy, um, uh, a lot of companies are uh, moving towards that uh, used side, um, realizing that there is just a surplus of materials here from, you know, our booms through the 2000s and all that. So there's, you know, over 300,000 used oil and uh, gas wells uh, waiting on abandonment. So, I mean, there's so much potential with so much pipe through a lot of those wells that, uh, you know, why not use that versus, you know, constantly uh, bringing in new, uh, new uh, supply of steel through uh, other countries, right? Let's go back to uh, the shift you made from an employee to, uh, you know, self-employed and an entrepreneur. If you have to go back now six years to 2017, when, or now it's seven years, sorry, we're 2024, <laughs> to when you started, what would you do different? Well, I'd probably try and uh, get a big investor to come in with me. So uh, the money uh, side of things wasn't as uh, big an issue. Um, what we tried to do was not to put ourselves at a great risk and, you know, put ourselves in a big debt on trying to bring in a bunch of pipe and, you know, overburden ourselves with uh, a great uh, uh, large supply. So we kind of grew slowly over the years and didn't want to get, you know, too big, uh, too quick. Um, Just because, yeah, we wanted to maintain, because if we did carry a bunch of inventory, you know, a lot of those interest costs would have been uh, passed on to our uh, clients. So we tried to do the best we could to make sure we kept costs down and uh, everything we could to, you know, pass that on to the consumer. So if I'm today, you have today to mentor me as a someone who wants to become an entrepreneur in different industries. How do you recognize a gap like this? What, what did you see at that time that made you decide, you know, this is a solution I can give if I go the entrepreneur route? Well, I would say um, you'd have to start with doing it in something that you're passionate about because I feel that people, when they're passionate about something, they think about it all the time. They have certain ideas about, you know, how that would work if it's more your hobby versus your profession um when you show passion towards something you can really think oh i can make this better by doing it this way or doing different things so i just find that when you're passionate about something and you really you know put your heart and soul in it into it that's where you can identify different ways to do things and do things better and yeah if it's something that you know you do as your hobby and not your uh, job, then you're more likely to, you know, speak up or look at different ways to do things better. And I think if you can follow that route and, you know, try and be an entrepreneur in something that you are passionate about, it'll be a lot better to be, or way increased chance of success because, you know, it is something that you strive to do. So you're passionate about pipes or about sales? <laughs> I'm more passionate about uh, sales and the opportunities that... He's uh, really hammering you on this, isn't he? <laughs> that I could have fun with it. Like one of the things that I did with uh, Pipe Fiction and um, is that I just took a lot of things as an engineer that I enjoyed and saw a lot of sales guys, well, why are they having all the fun? And I just tried to bring the fun to our job. Like, um, you know, we focus on a work-life balance, but I'm trying to do things like uh, I joke with uh, Amin all the time that, uh, you know, my job is to take people out for lunch or take them golfing or to hockey games. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, in the end, that's still work, um, but it's at least something that we can enjoy versus just going sitting in front of a computer from eight to five. So I tried to bring a lot of the things that I didn't like as an engineer and 
figure out ways to, you know, incorporate the fun kind of aspect into that, that, you know, everybody between the salespeople and the clients would love doing so. We're with Hishmet Wally, the owner and president of Pipe Fiction Oil Supply. The other thing that you identified as a person in working within the oil and gas company is you identified something that you weren't getting, right? So you also identified what the client might need, right? So there's the passion, but you also identified a huge issue for what the client might be might be needing. So I think that that's a, a perfect marriage of right. of where this all came from. So I wanted to, you mentioned about the abandonment, uh, the abandoned wells. So do you work with those companies that have the wells that are being abandoned and work with uh, getting those out of the ground and then repurposing them? Or how does that work? Yeah, so I mean, there's initiatives from the uh, um, Alberta government um, on how many uh, wells need to be um, abandoned uh, per year. Uh, there's only a certain lifetime that they're allowed to sit stagnant and uh, be suspended for. Mm-hmm. So yeah, our focus is we know that you know, that is required. And for the most part, um, a lot of that pipe might uh, just be sitting there, uh, you know, collecting dust or rusting out. So yeah, we just took a niche market of uh, what's available to us on the ground or, uh, you know, um, purchasing it right from uh, the client, um, uh, right from uh, site on the abandonment. And uh, yeah, taking something like that and just like everything, you know, um, our waste industry, taking uh, whatever we can, whether it be plastics or anything like that, and recycling it into something usable again that uh, um, our oil and gas industry can use. So. Mm-hmm. And that's huge from an ESG perspective for those companies yeah. as well, right? Absolutely. I mean, people want to know that they are, uh, if they're able to use something that is used, then why not? Absolutely, for sure. So, yeah. you mentioned also other uh, industries that you sell pipes. Uh, you mentioned farmers and so yeah. So when we inspect the pipe, it comes out as yellow band, which is reusable, uh, or it could be blue band, which also is reusable for industry. But uh, you know, a lot of times it comes out as red band pipe. So basically, more than fifty percent uh, wall loss. And so a lot of uh, you know the fences you see driving down the highway, um, down farmers' fields, a lot of that is built from the pipe that we use for uh, downhole and gas. Um, so um, yeah, we'll just clean it up, and then they'll sell it, sand it up, and uh, paint it. And so they'll make cattle guards out of it. Uh, they'll make even uh, full building structures so they'll use that pipe for anything they'll even make it for feedlots for uh, cattle and everything like that so yeah there's quite a lot of use so basically no matter uh, how the pipe comes out um, after we inspect it we can uh, basically sell everything um, that we do get so it's uh, you know so maybe the, the name should be pipe pipe fiction supply for all not just oil <laughs> yeah it's true absolutely so there's always an evolution with yeah. companies right so we're in a new year 2024 what does the future look like for pipe fiction uh, the future looks bright I don't know um, we're uh, currently growing um, we've uh, uh, recently grown to uh, six total uh, uh, members of our uh, team um, so yeah we're growing uh, we're trying to uh, you know get bigger uh, trying to uh, um, um, get to expand. the next level. Yeah, to well, expand right. to the next it's, level. It's interesting. He's looking at his wife to get permission. Did you notice this, Tara? I think he's looking for the right words because, you know, she's the VP of marketing. Yeah, she's, so. No, she's my rock. So yeah. she has been a big driving factor on where we could, uh, where we've, uh, you know, 
where we've come from and where we've been to. So yeah, she basically was employee number two we with going. Pipe Fiction. And where we're going, yeah. <laughs> she was employee number two. She's been a huge uh, uh, reason for our marketing and how much we've grown and expanded. I mean, that's a lot of the feedback I do get from our industry is that our marketing is amazing. I mean, uh, with the Golf League, we do uh, have a lot of, you know, Pipe Fiction uh, graph that we do uh, send out. And um, yeah, as and uh, say like at golf tournaments and other events, um, we have Amina and uh, a few of uh, her uh, um, her. Uh uh, friends uh, help out with, um, you know, like promoting the company and just uh, getting that Pipe Fiction name out there. So, yeah, a lot of the reasons why we have grown to where we are today is, you know, a lot of the marketing and uh, um, things that Amina's helped uh, uh, helped us to grow to. So. She is a superstar. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Hish Midwali, the owner and president of Pipe Fiction Oil Supply. Thank you so much for coming in this morning. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank Appreciate you, Hish. it. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges.